Weekly Wrestling Podcast coming to you October 21st, 2021. I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Griffin, alongside Mike Bernier, Joe Lopez. Fellas, happy Crown Jewel Day. Yeah, I miss when you used to do countdowns. You're like... We ain't, we ain't about that life anymore. But well, you that? were like the Carson Daly of the show, and now you've just left us completely empty. Guy, dude. This is not TRL, okay? The Carson Daly of the show? More like the Optimus Prime, that you couldn't fucking get a countdown without. <laughs> yeah, Mike's right, Mike's right, Mike's right, Mike's right. Mike's right. I was trying to be nice. No. I don't do that right. on this show. <sighs> Compare me to Carson Daly is not a nice thing to say. Just saying. I, I guess. I don't uh, know why. What's wrong with Carson Daly? Fuck you! What? Fuck you, Carson Daly? Fuck you! I will always defend Carson Daly. Oh, happy Crown Jewel Day, the day where we didn't have a 1738-man battle royal that lasted seven hours. Hey, we'll get in a second. Oh, 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 we got a guest today. He's oh. one-fifth of the Three Count Thursday podcast. <coughs> friends there, as they're actually airing as we speak. Uh, he literally shows us over that Tim Taylor, not the tool man, of course. Tim Taylor, what's up, buddy? Uh, thanks for the hall pass, boys. I'm glad yeah. to be away from. Uh, I'm glad to be out of school today and uh, hanging out with you fellas. I already got shit from the guys too because I, I, while we were logging in, I, I logged into the uh, Facebook, uh, you know, stream as they're going live as we speak right now, and I got shit from, of course, Ryan and Matt and you know Jim. Like, go to your fucking room. Go to your go to your podcast, dude. So, so my one real question here because this is a safe space. Yeah, for sure. How does it feel to not have to listen to intern Mark talk about the sea stars and go on a 45 minute rant about something? (laughs) Hashtag blessed. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, there's four four other guys, right? Yes. Jim, there's Mark, Matt, there's there's Ryan. Which one do I think is cute? Matt. Matt. Okay, and then there's Matt. So, he's got a weird. I can't explain it. Okay, so wait. This, since this is a safe space, we obviously have to play this game. Yep. Sure. Like Matt or Matt. marry, kill. But you got four of them, so I guess kill two of them. <laughs> or marry two of them. That's up to you. Marriage and killing are kind of the same thing. So, so I, can double, I can double tap one yes. of the stories. Yes. Okay. Um, I, think he's, I think he's definitely killing Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 what I was saying. So the thing is, is that Mark is surprisingly connected. Oh, like he he gets season tickets to Hershey Park uh, every year. I swear to God, he knows everyone in the park by name. He knows like their date of birth. He knows their favorite food. <laughs> like he knows everyone, and he's like ridiculously good at skee ball. And yeah, no, this is marrying. <laughs> so I'm marrying intern Mark. <laughs> like, hey, connections. It's a loveless marriage. I'm but in it for. Nice. At least he admits that, right? <laughs> it's yeah. it's absolutely a loveless marriage. Um. <laughs> I'm probably fucking Ryan because because I don't know how long the sex would last, but he would be a fun activity buddy. I feel like we could go out and do so much like 
shit. And, I, and he gets along with my husband very well. Like yeah, Ryan yeah. and Mark. Ryan and Mark very he's a sausage guy too. He is a sausage he's guy. He's a sausage guy. Yeah. Um now, do I double dip on kill? Or do I double dip on <laughs> this shit? Seriously, don't tell you. <laughs> what you do, bro? <laughs> the double homicide, or are you Mormon? Here's this. this Bloody shit. homicide showed up at Grand Slam. Why are we pulling double homicide? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna actually marry Matt oh, as wow. well. Um, because. He's a nerd like me, so he's got a bunch of collectibles. He goes to Disney all the time to be looped into that and be able to go on trips and do Disney and stuff. That'd be fun. I Which, couldn't hire an Eagles fan. Sorry. can do it. Eagles, Notre Dame, can do it. I look past all that. I look past <laughs> everyone everyone is allowed one flaw and his taste right. in sports teams is that flaw but it's a big flaw though it's a pretty fucking ma- massive flaw Ernest, well, your wife I, gives you like 18 flaws and still looks past them so but, like be nice. so what does it matter i mean i'm morbidly obese okay we take the, we take the trade here like it's it's, it's what it is <laughs> Now, I don't – that means, like, I have to kill someone, and unfortunately, yes. it's Big Jim. Bye, Jim. <laughs> you know. but, but it's mainly because his wife loves Walter. I can't stand Walter. Um, and, like, he has, like, this – I don't know if I could ever be married to him because he has this, like – he has a – Drastic fear of bridges and tunnels. Really? really? And flying. My God. The flying, I'll give you, but wow, bridges and tunnels. It's also, also, I know why. Another reason why Jim has a hard time um, pronouncing quarterbacks' names, also too. He has uh, whatever the hell his name is, or Trubisky, uh, <laughs> or whatever the hell his name is, uh, Trubisky, or All whatever right, the we hell. Got, his we got it. We got Jim. Shit, twice. It's enough. Yeah, he's just. uh He's a great dude, but like playing the game, I'm not gonna bone him. I'm not gonna marry him. <laughs> Are you saying James Big Jim Nees is not boneable? Wow. Um, there is a market for Big Jims out there. Um, I think there are websites in which he could register and be fairly active and successful in his pursuits. It's not the bears. Also, sports teams too can do it with him. Also, Cowboys fan and a, and a fucking Notre Dame fan. That's, that's eh. the He's a Cowboys fan. I can't do it. Eh. So the, the lesson here is, Big Jim, work on your connections because apparently, like, you need something. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of this is what is the issue with Volter? <laughs> you mean baby? You mean baby Huey? Baby Huey. Yeah, I don't. I'm sorry. Like, you're gonna have to do more than like slap people in the chest and like. You're a big, tall dude, and you made Pete Dunne and Dragunov look like King Kong and Godzilla. Like, you're nine feet tall, and you're 7,000 pounds. Like, you should eat them in for lunch. Instead, you got choked out by, like, a little spider monkey? Okay. How I will, tough? I, I will say his matches in progress are better than his stuff in NXT for UK. Sure. For sure. But, and also, I'm not here for this borderline, like... Reinvention of the Nazi Party wrestling, like Ring Ring Comp Imperium, that is very uh. Oh, uh, there's a line. Questionable. The ring is sacred. Uh huh. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sir. Uh huh. Nineteen eighty-five NWA. Their finisher would be the gas chamber. Like, let's just throw it out there. <laughs> you would just, they, they would have no qualms. They'd all have to have little baby mustaches, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Michael Jordan ones? Michael yeah. Jordan. Yes. Yeah, right. Not, not and, the other. Fuck that guy. And I took offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great, dude. <laughs> anyway, so the reason Tim is here, because we're going to do another episode. Oh, you want to do it? One of the greatest things of all time. That is that is Bjork Lesnarsson. Oh, Bjork Lesnarsson. Yeah. The... <laughs> Every time I see him now with that little fucking ponytail, I'm like, oh, look, it's our favorite Viking. Yeah, he's, like, he, he's the guy who ate Brock Lesnar during quarantine. <laughs> like I said, the reason we're here today, well, Tim's here today, because we are doing yet another episode of Jeopardy, this time of the NXT uh, kind. Um, I don't expect to, do, to get anything right on this episode, so. <laughs> over under. like three episodes of NXT. Called Vegas, and they said the overrun for me of, of actual correctness I'll get today is 0.5. Nice. Oh, you, better, you better be quick on buzzing in. Like, that's the key. Yes. Tim Clark, I, th- I think Tim's going to crush this one, personally. I hope so. We've heard, we've heard you're, like, the trivia expert. Well, let's see. Jim has to come back and redeem three count because of Jim's horrible. Oh, yeah. Jim really fucked up last time he was there. Oh my god. And he was drunk too on top of that. That's amazing. I thought my house was drunk. If he was sober, I think he'd have done better. But instead, he just showed the ass and went full. It was like every, every question he got wrong, he took three more shots. And oh. it just, the game ended up being amazing. Oh, fuck. Oh. Well, we have, we have that. So we have that, of course. Um, then we're also going to talk about Crown Jewel a little bit. I mean, did you, did you watch Crown Jewel today, Tim? I have done two podcasts about Crown Jewel. This will be number three. Wait, in a span of fucking like six hours? So I, Three Count Thursday is not the only podcast I do. Right. Um, so I do a live recap podcast of every WWE, AEW, and NXT pay-per-view called Viewer's Choice. Ooh, so we talk, we talk about like what's must miss, what's must watch, MVP for the event. Um, so literally I recorded like a 45 minute podcast right after Crown Jewel went off the air outlining everything. So it is very fresh in my mind and I would love to talk about it because I think it was tremendous. Yes, it, it might have been the best preview of the year for the That's what I said. So, the same. I appreciate that it's viewer's choice, like the old pay-per-view uh, thing, right? That, I'm just assuming that's what you're going for. I got to show you the logo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, today's episode, uh, Mike will be hosting, right? I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, me. That's, that's you. Uh, so, like I said, NXT Jeopardy on the board. Uh, so Crown Jewel, and then we have another pretty interesting uh, topic that Joe, Joe came up with today, which we'll get to the tail on the show. And of course, wrestlers of the week. Yes. I'm just saying, I'm, I was a WD Mark this week, for the record. Not mine. Fair. All right. So the contest, uh, the categories for NXT Jeopardy are NXT OC, the original concept. 
Okay. NXT 1.0. NXT TakeOver Trivia. Titles, titles, titles. So NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Ooh. Okay. Tim is the guest, so we're going to give Tim control of the board. Let's let's go with NXT TakeOver, or no, uh, NXT 2.0 for 100. 1.0? I thought you put 2.0 on the list, too. No, 1.0, TakeOver Trivia, titles, 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 and no sleep till NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Okay, we'll do titles, titles, titles for 100. All right, titles, titles, titles. Jinder Mahal reached the finals of the NXT title tournament. Who did he lose to? Tim. Tim. Seth Rollins. That is correct. I'm done. (laughs) The board is still yours, sir. Titles, 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 too. Finn Balor's first NXT title run started at this show. Oh. Oh. Oh, shoot. Is it Tim, right? Yeah. Is it TakeOver Respect? Incorrect. Joe, do you know this? No. Like, I want to guess, but then I know I'm wrong. Uh, the correct answer was a network special, Beast in the East. That's oh, right. Oh, that's right. He beat he beat Kevin Owens in Japan. Yep. That's right. Rock beat Kofi, I think, on that show. Yes. He did. He beat the shit out of Kofi. Uh, Tim, you still have the board. Titles three. Keith Lee has the shortest recognized reign as NXT champion. He held the title for this many days. Oh, fuck me. What I will say is is if you are within five days, I will give you credit for it. Because this is a very specific. EJ, I'll check it out. Is it 65 days? That is incorrect. Fuck. Uh, Tim. Yes. Twenty-seven days. Also. I'll take a guess. Wait, Joe. Okay. Fourteen days. He held the NXT title for fifty-two days. Oh shit. Uh, Tim, you still have control of the board. Uh, titles for. DIY in the revival had one of the best two out of three falls match at this. NXT TakeOver. Oh, shit. It was for the NXT Tag Titles, obviously. That's why it's in title titles. Right, right, right. Yes, Tim. Is that TakeOver Toronto? That is TakeOver Toronto. Damn, dude. You're so good. (coughs) Uh, Titles 5. I like the way you said that. You're so good. I got got that into you. A little delay there, but, you know. This woman held the NXT title for 510 days. Joe. Yes. Who is Asuka? That is correct. All right. Uh, let's go OG NXT for 100. All right. OG NXT. Daniel Bryan, Michael Tarver, and this man were the first people eliminated from season one. EJ. Ernest. Seth Rollins? Incorrect. Tim. Yes, Tim. Darren Young. Incorrect. Whoa. Um, um, um. I know the answer. I don't even remember who the hell else was in it. 
We were looking for who is Skip Sheffield. Really? Ryback. I just thought he made Ryback. it further. He doesn't wow. know who Ryback is. No, no, Ryback is. I don't know who Skip Sheffield is. Same guy. Side note before we move on. No, you know who Goldberg is. You don't know who Ryback is. It's fine. Side note, there's supposedly a lost season that they were going to do before they changed the concept to what NXT is now. Yeah, was that Rollins is supposed to be it, on it. It was, it was like Big E, yeah. Jinder Mahal, Xavier Woods. There was like four or five other ones. I don't know if Rollins was in there. I think Rollins was, yeah. But literally, I looked at that and I'm like, two-thirds of the new day. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, you still have control of the board, Joe. Uh, let's go OG NXT for 200. This may be one of my favorite questions. Season two was won by Caval, a.k.a. Loki. His pros were who? Oh, Joe. Uh, I'm going to give that one to Joe. I think he got it. It it was close. That's fine. Uh, It was Lay Cool, wasn't it? Correct. It was Lay Cool. (laughs) I love that. Oh, Loki. What could have been? Uh, let's go 300 for OG NXT. Daniel Bryan was a pro for this competitor in both season four and season five. Joe. Yes, Joe. Derek Bateman? Okay. Who is, yeah. who is Derek yeah. Bateman? Yeah. Joe knows his OG, uh... It's fucking... Wait, Ernest, do you know who that is? No. EC3, correct. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Dear God, he's like a deer in the headlights. No. Oh God. You know what? Just pivot. Pivot. Self-control. All right, it's me. Um, let's go 400. Same category. Season one winner Wade Barrett defeated this man to win the IC title for the first time. Uh Shit. Tim. Biggie. Incorrect. Oh, I'm gonna say that too. Um, I know who lost to Biggie. Who beat Biggie? EJ. Ernest. Was Dolph Ziggler? Also incorrect. That was going to be my guess, so I got nothing. <laughs> the correct answer was Kofi Kingston. Ah. Oh, so, follow up on that lost NXT season. Uh-huh. It was Seth Rollins, Big E, Kalisto. It doesn't look Kalisto, but there's a, me- a luchador with a mask. Uh, <laughs> Leo, Leo Kruger, Bo Dallas, and Damian Sandow. Wow. That's that crazy. That would have been. Uh, you saw the board there, bud. Uh, let's clear out the category. Season four's win from Johnny Curtis should have won him and his pro something. What was it? Tim. Correct. Tag team title match? Yeah, Tim got it right. You know, Tim buzzed in and you said correct. Correct. So was... going to get it right. <laughs> correct. Because I read the question wrong and I gave it away. I was just going to let it go because I fucked that one all up. Oh, did you? Yeah, I said they won, they won this. Like, him and his pro won this. Uh... What I wrote was, in season for season four's win, Johnny Curtis should have won this. Okay. I shouldn't have mentioned his pro because he gave it away. They were supposed to have a tag title match. But they never had to give it away to me in earnest. But they never, they never had the tag title match because like a week and a half later, our truth turned heel. Uh, okay. Yeah, look at me all the time. So Uh, now uh, Tim has control. So what's left is no sleep takeover Brooklyn, Brook uh, takeover events. Yep, and NXT 1.0. 
Let's go NXT 1.0 for one. Prior to taking over the main roster, this family destroyed NXT. Joe. Joe. Who's the White family? Correct. Damn. Uh, 200, same category. Neville and this man won the NXT tag titles first. Oh, I feel like I know who it is. I'm going to take a guess. Joe. Yes. Is it Corey Graves? Who is Corey Graves? Incorrect. Damn. Um, Tim. Yes, Tim. Who is Oliver? Last name Oliver? Is Oliver his last name? Oliver's his first name. <laughs> I'm okay if you give him that. I'm okay with that. He got the name. Not, he's, he never was. The correct answer was Oliver Gray. He got hurt like the match after they won the tag titles. Corey yeah. Graves was his partner when they lost the titles. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's like, I knew he was involved in there somewhere. Yeah. No, that's what it was. Is so when Oliver Gray got hurt, uh, they let Neville pick his partner. He picked Corey Graves, and they lost the titles. Can we pour one out for the wrestling career of Sterling James Keenan just for a second? <laughs> Yeah. Don't act like you know who that is, Ernest. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to fit in where I can fit in. All right, all right. <laughs> you can't sit uh, with us. 1.03. Sami Zayn put what on the line to get his title shot at our evolution? Tim. Yes. His career. That's correct. It couldn't have been his mask. No, because that was the one where Pac yes. didn't want to fight him because right. he didn't want to end his career. Sami ended up smacking him in the face and then Kevin Owens turned on him. Yeah. Uh, um, by the way, Jim's going on the show after he's done the three count. So. Cool. Uh, 1.0 for four. The first uh, ever Iron Women's match was won by this competitor. Tim. Yes. Bailey. That is correct. Damn. Uh, close it out. This tag team should have done more on the main rosters, but injury and bad storyline did them in. Joe. Yes. That was really vague, but who's American Alpha? That is correct. <laughs> wow. What, what, is, over? Wow. what is every NXT tag team? <laughs> you can't say that about the Viking Raiders. They've, they've actually had the titles. Yeah, that's true. Nope, All the Street Profits and the Revival. Well, Smack, but like, American Alpha did win the SmackDown yeah, for like tag titles. 30, for like 31 days. Yeah. And, and uh, they broke them up because Jason Jordan needed to go be Kurt Angle's illegitimate son, and then he got hurt. Yeah. On the bright side, uh, I, oh my god, I almost called him Charlie Haas. That's not his name. Chad Gable. Chad Gable. <laughs> Please don't ever disrespect the name of Chad Gable like that ever. Chad, on the bright side, Chad Gable is basically just doing American Alpha again on SmackDown. So. With, 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 with a bigger guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all worked out. Uh, all right. So we have uh, TakeOver Facts and No Sleep Till NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. All right. Well, being born and raised in Brooklyn, I guess I'm going there for 100. All right. So, so am I. Good job. Who was Tyler Breeze's first opponent? At, excuse me. Who was Tyler Breeze's opponent at NXT Takeover Brooklyn? Joe. Yes. Who is Jushin Thunder Liger? Mike Idol. Liger son. Mike Idol. Uh, need more Liger. Uh, okay, continue. Uh, two hundred. Samoa Joe lost the NXT Championship to this man at NXT Takeover Brooklyn too. Tim. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe. Who is Shinsuke Nakamura? That is correct. Fuck! Is that what you would have guessed, Ernest? Nope. Yeah, I was like... Then you would have been negative a thousand, so why... I know. 
<laughs> Ernest would have been like, Oliver, it was that Oliver guy again. I need my bike. <laughs> his company. Yeah, uh, let's go 300 in the same category. At <laughs> NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. How Drew many of these did they do? Jesus Christ. There's four. Drew McIntyre won the NXT title. He was jumped by this man after the match. EJ. Yes. Who is Seth Rollins? Incorrect. Shit. Was that... Shut your ass! Joe? Yes. Who is Adam Cole? That is correct. Uh, We were there. Is it really? We weren't there. Okay. We weren't there for that one. No, is Adam Cole though? It was Adam Cole... Because Fish and O'Reilly came out and, and distracted him. And that yeah, was debut. that was like, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay, uh, 400, same category. Speaking of Adam Cole, baby, he hey. lost the North American title at Brooklyn Takeover number four to this man. EJ. Yes. Who is Johnny Gargano? Who? Johnny Gargano. That's incorrect. Joe. <laughs> Who is Ricochet? That is correct. All right, this is like three times in a row that you're hearing him before me because he's sitting next to you and I'm on an internet delay. This is horse shit. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make sure I uh, – What's the score right now, by the way? I don't know where I'm at. We have one topic left. We have one and a half topics left. Chill out. What's the scores? It's not you. It's definitely not me. Uh, 500. Shayna Baszler's dominant run as NXT Women's Champion came to an end at Brooklyn Takeover. Shit. Ripley? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Was that wrong? Tim. Tim. Kyrie Sane. That is correct. But Ernest, you named someone who was there, so like, prop. At least tried. <laughs> he did it almost. Not really. Tried. No. Not really. All right. So the final category is takeover facts. Uh, well, I guess we'll just start with 100. The first match on NXT TakeOver number one featured Camacho and this man. My God, I've seen this match. Joe. Yes, Joe. Who is the guy? He had the, he had the bunny and the people. Uh, fuck. What was his name? What the fuck was his name? Uh, Adam Rose. Correct. What? Adam Rose and the Thorn Bushes. Adam Rose and one of Haiku's sons. Yes, I don't know why I know that, but I know that. <laughs> Why'd you figure that one out? Hey, <laughs> baby. The NXT take. Oh, excuse me. The NXT tag titles. Wait, I didn't pick a didn't buddy. Pick you, one. Buddy, it's it's two hundred. We're just gonna run through these last. All right, five. fine, two hundred. The NXT tag titles changed hands at the first time for this takeover. At this takeover. I don't know. Oh, uh, Tim. Yes, Tim. What's your name? Fatal four way. Uh, I got I to verify the, 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 that was the correct. Because I wrote the down I, I, I wrote down a different. It was Fatal four way. I wrote, I wrote NXT Takeover two, but yeah, Fatal four way was the the name that they. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, Lucha Booties over Assumption. Correct. How am I doing tonight? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from. Florida, this city has hosted the most NXT takeovers. Tim. Tim. Brooklyn. Correct. Damn, I don't want to say that. I was going to say it, too. My birthplace, man. What the fuck? Jackson, sit down. Hi, Jack. NXT brought back this match that was a WCW staple. 
Yes. War games. This is the key where you hit war games, Ernest. I'm trying to, trying to get it. Hold on. Jesus, that two subwars going on. Performance anxiety. Leave him alone. <laughs> war games! War games! War games! War games! Did you even take a blue chew, Ernest? God damn. Not today. All right, last question before final Jeopardy. This team has been in every War Games match. Tim. Tim. Undisputed Era. Yeah. I was going to say that, too. Shit. No, you weren't. No, no you weren't. I really was going to say it because I saw the last couple of War Games with them. And I was like, I assume All right. right. Here are your t- point totals going into final Jeopardy. Ernest, that negative, is that negative 2,100? It sounds right. See, a chance. Joe is at 2,200. Tim is at 2,800. Why don't I have this energy on, like, the weekly, like, quizzes? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So with this final Jeopardy question, it's going to be similar to one where I mentioned earlier with the Keith Lee title run, mm-hmm. where I'm going to give you guys a cushion of 10 days. Okay. The final Jeopardy question is... Adam Cole Baby. has the longest singular... Oh. Title run with the NXT title. How long was his title run? This is by calendar days, not recognized by WWE with tape delays. And hit my music. Again, the question was, Adam Cole has the longest singular reign as NXT champion. How many days was it? I'm giving you guys a 10-day cushion uh, above or beyond. If you get it correct on the nose, I will double whatever your wager is. So, Ernest, what is your wager? I'm going to wager the upcoming Biden bucks next two months. So... I don't know what that is. Just send me your number, buddy. Where's all my money I don't have? Whatever. See that Ernest is wagering 2100 because that's what he's negative. <laughs> so nope. you can literally go to zero. zero. With yes. I go oh, to I'm going to wager 500. Joe's going to wager 500. Tim? You fool. I can wager zero and win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to let it ride. I'm making it true. Going all in? I'm all in. Ooh. All right. He's all in for the 2,800. Can I just say, am I the only one that got really excited when Mike started this out with Adam Cole has the longest? And then there was like a nice pregnant pause. I didn't know where this was going, but I got very excited. You were the only one that got excited. Five down, though. Five down, five down. All right. Uh, It's the short guys. What is your Tripods. I'm going to say 390 days. Okay. Joe? 253 days. I'm really closer than you are. There you go. Tim? 
I don't want to sound like I'm stealing EJ's answer, but I was also going to say 390 days. Do I have to pick something different? No. Okay. <coughs> the correct That's answer, 396 days. Holy shit. So, so, Ernest, so Ernest gets to zero. Joe finishes with 1,700. Positive. And Tim is our big winner with 5,600. Nicely done. You tell me that the one answer I got right was a fucking Final Jeopardy answer? What the fuck's wrong? Yeah, but you ended up at zero, so feel good about yourself. You're yeah, I, feel, I feel great. Ernest hasn't finished with negative numbers. Might be the first time I've not finished with negative numbers, no, too. I think, no, I think what the, the second one we did that he hosted, that was like SummerSlam. Oh, okay. like 400. Oh, okay. I just... I reviewed my Macho Man matches. Pretty much, because that's when you knew who you were going to do all the questions. Yeah. <coughs> oh! Thinking, thinking. Ah, there we go. Thinking, thinking. So, Jim, I got one answer right. <laughs> Sorry, you got that many. No, no, listen, listen. It was a Final Jeopardy question. Go a step further. That was a bad night for Vegas because the over-under was half. He smashed the over. <laughs> that's fantastic. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> So wait, Jim, now that you're here, I think it's only fair. We started the show like this with Tim. Don't tell, don't tell him yet. Don't tell him. He'll listen to the playback tomorrow morning. Now, I'm not going to tell him what Tim's answers were. I think it's only fair that we get Jim's answers oh, on this. We should do wet game. Oh, Jim, shit. Okay. There are, there are four other hosts on, on three count besides yourself. Kill, marry, fuck. The four of them. You can double up on whatever category you'd like. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. And remember, Tim can actually hear your answers. Uh, Jim, Jim, for the record, I had nothing to do with this. This is all fucking short guy there. His idea. Obviously. I, I was going to say, I don't think there's much surprise to that. <laughs> right? um, well, I would probably marry Ryan, because Ryan and I are practically married already. Um... I would I would probably have to kill intern Mark because I mean if you've listened to our show for long enough then then I think that answer speaks for itself. Oh hi Mark. Um, and I throw a fellow I throw a fellow fat man some love. I throw a fellow fat man some love. So Tim, I'll throw you the f, my friend. Well, what about Matt? I mean, he's gonna be jerking off in the corner in a Dixie cup. <laughs> So, Joe, in this fantasy, you've got a chance. There we go. Oh, trust me. I've, I've, other times I've been on this show, I've, I've heard Joe's infatuation with Matt. So yeah. I, I, I left, I left Matt for Joe. <laughs> I just the- is, is Matt aware of this? By the way, is Matt aware of this? Oh, Probably not. That I like tomorrow. If I know it now, I'll remember his name. No, you won't. I'll try. You'll fail. You don't remember that. the pretty one's name. Buddy, I've known you for almost 10 years. You're not going to remember his name. Don't lie to me. <laughs> anyway. Like you're adorable, but you can't remember anything. It's, it's, no. it's, you, you to Mike is like Ryan to me. <laughs> right. Half the time he's fucking high anyway. So. I mean, Ryan, right. Ryan so just doesn't remember shit. We can, we can also break to you, Jim, that, uh, Tim is bringing home the hardware. He is the winner of the NXT trivia contest. Um, 
with a whopping total of 5,600 points. Wow. a boy. Well done, Tim. Yeah, he had exactly 5,600 points more than Ernest at the end of the game. It was impressive. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't surprise me too much, Ernest. You'll 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 hear. I I gave you uh, I gave you a lot of hope when we were talking about Tim's guess. Well, well, let's let, let's ask let's ask Jim the question. We can yeah, go on. for it. The final Jeopardy question was: Adam Cole has the longest singular title run with the NXT title. Okay. How many days was it? Now, I gave them a cushion of 10 days because, obviously, it's it's retarded if you hit this right on the head. You'd probably give me a cushion of 100 days. That probably won't. <laughs> if, I gave, if I gave Joe a cushion of 100 days, he'd still be off by about 50. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 430. 396. You got closer than I did. Okay, so I wasn't too far off. Tim and I had the same answer, actually. They both had three nights off by six days. Oh shit! Okay, I wasn't too far off. Okay, I feel I feel okay about that. All right, all right. Let's get started to a crown. T- it is Crown Jewel Day, right? So it is, it is. Crown Jewel. I don't know what time it is in in Saudi Arabia. I think what eight hours ahead of us, I believe seven eight hours ahead of us because it started at noon. So I'm yeah, like eight. seven what? hours ahead and yeah. three decades behind. You know, Saudi shows get a lot of shit from people. I you know, they're still trying to get Eddie Guerrero and Chris Manuel over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's 5.14 a.m., so they're seven hours ahead. I hope the plane's made out of there like, like last time. I mean, I we'll find seen, out. I haven't seen anything that it hasn't, so. I'll say this much. If it doesn't, there isn't much of an NXT roster to pick from. No. Anymore, so. I don't think we're getting that invasion again. So what's Braun Breaker doing on SmackDown? Hell yeah, baby. Bring one fucking, bring one to the fucking main roster. Anyway. Uh, great reviews of the show coming out in the last couple hours. So let's get to the, each match and we'll just talk, I guess, talk about, I, I don't know if you all saw the fucking show. We can at least talk about like the direction of where, where we're going to go in. Uh, There's no way I saw any of it because I was working. How was the first thing that I opened up Twitter and see? 50 minutes ago from Sean Ross Sapp. For those wondering, the plane has left Saudi Arabia. Wow. That's oh. great news. Great news. That's, that's creepy. I'm just... The bad news is Ric Flair was on the plane, so we're not... I mean, no Sean Ross Sapp also had a Fightful Select um, article today of why Charlotte Flair was going to be on the show, so we also know how reliable he is. So, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't aware there was a, there was a pre-show match. Uh, but 10 minutes, 40 seconds, the Usos defeated the Hurt Business, the, the returning Hurt Business, Sergeant Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin, by pinfall. Uh, you guys, and you guys saw this match at all? I didn't even see this match. I only it's saw it. Let's move on. Let's move on then. Fuck it. Get to the main show. 27 minutes, 40 seconds. Edge, the trilogy, Edge defeats Seth Rollins by pinfall. This, and Jim and I would talk about this during the fucking, we're texting each other in this match. Uh, this is definitely, in my opinion, match of the year candidate. This is probably, yeah. arguably, in my opinion, the best feud of the year. I, I want more of this shit. What a match, dude. What a match. More of it. I think it's over after this one, but. Like I said, and I think yeah. this goes to show you how great, in my opinion, the match was. I watched this thing on my cell phone, on my iPhone 11. I don't have one of the big ones. I can't do that. So just like the regular iPhone 11. 
in a in a mini screen. Like I didn't have it on my whole phone because I was at work at the time. So I'm like, all right, well, I can make it really small, have the sound all the way down, and so watch was, this. It was a small cock, is what you. It was called. a small, yes, it was a small cock, and <laughs> I tell you, but it delivered. It delivered for a small cock. So it was that was that was a five star match or five rainbow flags on my scale. That was amazing in every way. I loved every second of it. Uh, Tim. Um, while this could have seemed like a 2021 forced edge classic, <laughs> like a lot of the matches that edge has been having since he's returned, he's like, I'm making up for lost time. I was gone for seven years. So every match has to be like, do everything and be great and whatever. That said, this is a tremendous hell in a cell. Yeah. Uh, with with two guys who've been in the cell multiple times, they know what to do in there. Uh, the recall of going back to things from the other two matches was there. Mm-hmm. You can't say uh, you can't put anything down on this match. Honestly, I kind of feel like these two have had the best trilogy of matches in 2021 out uh-huh. of probably anybody. Like I can't think of any other feud where it's specifically been kind of three matches. You know, I mean, that that Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, eight-week run on Raw was great. But this is a lot better in a lot of ways. I mean, I will take this trilogy over almost anything else this year, honestly. Jimbo. Um, this is – now, you know, on, on our show, we do a top five at the end of every year. This This is currently the 17th match I have on my list of matches to break down to five at the end of the year. Nice. Uh, it's yeah i mean it's 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 two absolute pros two of the best to ever do it um and two guys that you know 7 years ago or whatever it was when you know Rollins took a shot at edge um on the mic when edge wasn't an active competitor we always kind of hoped we'd get here um mm-hmm. and they've delivered every single time like do I think there's more there's there's more that you can get out of this, but I think you don't get it. If, if we get it at all, we don't get it right now. I, for now, this story is done as it should be when you have a Hell in a Cell match to this quality. But if at some point in the future you find a way to revisit it, there's nothing wrong with revisiting it as well. Um, but I'm curious to see what's next for Rollins. I'm curious to see what's next for Edge. Um you know, both, both being a Monday Night Raw. Both on Raw. Michael? Uh, yeah, uh, I loved the match. I thought it was a great match. I think everything clicked in this match very well. The subtlety of, of Edge with the with the cross face with the wrench and then stopping to do the curb stomp and all that. It's just the subtle things in this match worked very well. Um, obviously, it's a match that's going to be up there on the uh, match of the year candidate. And if not, then you don't know what the fuck you're grading on, obviously. Um I'm surprised that, you know, the AEW mark here, Ernest didn't mention the great trilogy between uh, Malachi Black and the first mixed race father of all time, uh, Cody Rhodes. So <laughs> we're getting the third. We're getting the third match uh, Saturday from Orlando. Oh, really? so, yes, I didn't know that. I have a great nickname to give you um, for the first mixed race dad of all time. Okay. Uh, in certain circles that I run in. He is referred to as the three-star general. 
meaning the best you're ever going to get out of Cody Rhodes. Three stars. And I feel like that's pretty valid. Or, or three rainbow flags, depending on what your scale is. <laughs> <laughs> your, that's uh, good. That was that's great. Good. That was great. Anyway, <laughs> 10 minutes even. Mansoor is now the new Undertaker of uh, Saudi shows as he defeats Mustafa Ali by pinfall. 2-0. Uh, All is right in the world. Mansoor won that match. <laughs> Nothing else matters. I missed the match. I was asking a little, a little bit of date. Wait, the Saudi Arabia kid won a match in Saudi Arabia? Wait, color me surprised, Batman. Right. Money can buy happiness. Hey, hey. Did I'm surprised he didn't win the, the, the Saudi Arabia title that Braun Strowman won like seven years ago that he never defended. Ah. They're letting it slow burn. It's fine. What, they lit the title on? <laughs> yes. Definitely a slow cook. We've heard of the big gold belt. That's the big green belt. Yes. But, uh, no, Mansoor is great. Um... I, I, I've loved all the stuff that they've been doing with him and, and him and Ali, and um, I love this promo on Monday. And yeah, I mean, you're gonna pay if you're gonna pay WWE fifteen million dollars per hour for this show, uh, it's probably gonna get the hometown kid to get a victory. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Oh, sorry. Speaking of this match, uh, Ali saying that he's donating his check from the show to a charity was pretty cool. Oh, that was cool. Who was the karate guy? Okay. Again, I watched this thing in a small screen on my TV with no sound on. Who the fuck was the Karate Kid? Why was WMAC Masters happening after that match was over? I was confused. Well, first off, Karate Kid is Ralph Baccio. First off, so let's slow down. Okay. They were promoting Cobra Kai Season 4. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that too. (laughs) But why did Ernest the Cat Miller's son show up after the match? I just need answers. I'm like, yeah. okay. Go ahead, Tim. So, uh, his name is Tariq Hamidi. He was the silver medalist in the Tokyo Olympic Games for karate. He is from Saudi Arabia. Oh shit, that's kind of cool, actually. He lost. He lost the gold medal match because he accidentally knocked out his opponent. Oh shit. Oh, that's right. I was actually watching that. Okay. Um, but like, and this was really awful because like he starts, he starts coming out and I'm like, is this really the most, like one of the most insensitive, like this is not going to go over what, cause I'm like, are they mocking like right. Saudi Arabia in Saudi Arabia when like, like the prince and the, the king and whoever else is like part of the South? I'm like, you know, last time you almost didn't make it off the runway. This is right. a bold play. But then it made sense when uh, when they announced who it was. I was like, oh. Lie, he came out. I thought he was part of the old 1990s kids toy karate fighters. Yes. Right. For Jerry Lawler, just in the back, like. Right. Like it was it was oh. it really it really was. I was like, oh, my God, they're actually doing this. But then it made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it worked out. It worked out. You know what? They almost they almost got that they almost got that that city burned to the ground the last time they were there and they didn't get out without anyone being murdered. They're pushing their the, how much can we get away with? <laughs> I'm just envisioning the prince like reaching for his bag of rocks, just like do we gotta start stoning bitches? Wait, what's going on? <laughs> anyway, eight minutes forty seconds. 
The Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro, Randy Orton, Riddle retain, defeating AJ Styles and almost by pinfall. I'm going to say it. This match was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed the hell out of this. I forgot that almost was there half the time, and I think that's why I enjoyed the hell out of this. Because honestly, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton are three of the fucking best as far as I'm concerned. And they performed like it. Like those... Those sequences with, Rand- with Matt Riddle and AJ Styles in the <laughs> ring with each other were fantastic. So mm-hmm. if you kind of just pretend that almost wasn't there, it's it's pretty good match, honestly. Hey, so let's just forget that the biggest guy in the entire match was there. Yeah, just just. Sabi Vega time. Fun. This is there. Sabi Vega time. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. Uh, so Tim. Think it could be Sabi Vega because Sabi Vega was like five foot seven. You can't Sabi Vega. A guy could be playing center in the NBA right now. <laughs> True. There aren't there aren't just randomly like six hundred people that are like, hey, what's up, man? How tall are you? Seven nine? You want to go play basketball for the fuck to eat? Do it, but I don't think you could do it on a random show where he was obviously two and a half foot taller than anybody in the crowd because there isn't a single soul in Saudi Arabia that's over like five foot seven. Yeah, I would literally not have to get on my knees to fillet that man. Wow, oh, I'm, I'm just, just putting I'm that out there. Like I'm five four, like you. I'm a sausage guy. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. By the way, speaking of, speaking of NBA, uh, Mike, welcome back. Uh, Tim, your thoughts on this match? I'd, it, this could have been on a Monday night, and I wouldn't have known any different. It's typical fare. The coolest thing was Matt Riddle came out on a camel. Yeah. Uh, but the WWE in traditional WWE fashion gave away the fact that he was on a camel because the two matches prior, they set up this shot of what I like to call the three wise men shot. Because yeah. in, in multiple, in the first two matches, they had this camera right next to three dudes holding camels for no reason. <laughs> not I mean, I thought they were just trying to do like, remember like when uh, AEW did like bash at the beach? And they had like the two bikini chicks on the on like the lifeguard uh, chairs. By the way, I was at that show. You at that I, show I thought I thought like WWE was just like spoofing that, but with camels. So like I didn't actually like I didn't think it was foreshadowing Riddle riding a camel. But yeah, the, the best moment to me of this man, I didn't get to see a lot of it. This was over my lunch hour, which ironically is the moment that moments that I didn't. lunch. But um, well, half hour. Uh, but. I uh I didn't see much of it, but Riddle rode a camel, so good for him. Yeah, the camel's in my top three wrestlers this week, just for the record. <laughs> All right, I, <laughs> that surprised me whatsoever. No. All right, we have the finale of the Queen's Crown tournament in five minutes and five seconds, which actually is the longest women's match of this tournament. <laughs> Believe that. Zelina Vega defeats Dewdrop by pinfall to win the Queen's Crown. Uh, I didn't I didn't hate this match actually, to be honest with you. I thought it was actually pretty solid. I kind of didn't pay much attention to it. I just kind of zoned out. They weren't that interesting to me. I don't know. I wanted to care so much more about this tournament, but then it ended up with Zelina Vega and Dewdrop, and I don't know. I'm just not like right. I like them, but I don't know. I felt like they could have they they could have been more there. Well, here's the thing: when you look at the bracket for this, it, yeah, it wasn't very deep. No, it wasn't. But that's my point. Like, I feel like they could have made it deeper. Yeah, they could have had Shayna Baszler win until Shayna Baszler was like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking Saudi Arabia. Go fuck yourself. Well, obviously, the roster is like definitely a, the B and C list of, of the roster. That's to be clear. There was no... Right. But the thing is, you're going to do this, it needs to lead to something. Like, it needs to be like, okay, right. Vega now gets a title shot. 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Like, like you just were like, oh, now she gets to wear a crown around and go, oh, I'm the queen. Right. So this lead, this is going to lead to a Charlotte Flair versus Alina Vega feud. Like it was, uh, Bret Hart versus Jerry the King Lawler from the 90s where it was, right. like, well, I'm the real king and now she's the real queen and now we're going to have queen, we're going to have a queen off. I, I mean, I can't judged, behind that. Judged by RuPaul. Ooh, yeah, second oh, really find that. You're welcome. Big Jim, any thoughts on this one? I, I, I guess more thing else too. Also, the Zelina, another put, maybe a push coming, a nice push. I don't know. That, that's what I, that's what I hope comes, comes out no, of this. No, um, you know somebody, somebody said this on the internet. Not to interrupt you. And it, once I read this on the internet, I, I even cringe at this one. Funny, WWE is making up for canceling her match on 9/11, that her where her father passed away. Right. By having her win the tournament ran by the government that killed her father. Oh. Oh, Jesus. I was just like, I cringed reading that. I was just like, oh. yo. I'm did, like, oh my god. Did Ooh. Nick say that on Facebook? <laughs> Probably. Um, you know, the, the, I wish they would have given I wish they would have given all, all the matches. Now, the Shayna matches getting short time I'm fine with. Because she's a she's a world killer. Um, the other matches, I wish they had been given more time. Um, I'm fine with the finals of this being Dewdrop and Zelina. Um, I mean, the, the biggest problem in your women's division is lack of of depth, and that's WWE's own fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I my hope out of this is that Dewdrop continues to get the push she's been getting. Zelina, this actually turns into something. Um, I hope that this, I hope the Queen's Crown tournament does not end up being the next women's tag team titles. Right. Tim. So that, that, that's my hope. Okay. Tim. Um, it's going to be interesting to see her show up on Monday with the crown. Um, I mean, there's a lot of questions right now with the women's titles in general because the titles are switched. Uh, Raw's on SmackDown, SmackDown's on Raw. Who's to say what's exactly it's going to happen? I hope that they don't do a New Day Street Profits. Oh, here's your title. Yeah. Uh, I would would love if if, if the the titles just were being switched. Like, for whatever reason, the red belt's on SmackDown. (laughs) Because no, that's the that of the last time. Everybody yep. was mad when they did the swap, so just don't do it now. That's true. Anyway, uh, we got limited minutes, 25 seconds here. No holds bars. False count anywhere match. Oldberg defeats Bobby Lashley by pinball. I, uh, I, I actually watched this match about 20 minutes before we started recording. While Mike was finishing doing questions for trivia. I'm going to say it. This might be one of the top ten best Goldberg matches of all time. I don't know that that's actually an impressive stat, but it feels like it might be one of the top ten best Goldberg matches of all time. Like, it's a solid three and a half rainbow flags. Like, we cut it off at, like, the purple. I cut the Bobby, too. So, so, so Bobby! Thank you. Uh, that's a huge earlier. <laughs> friend of the show, Craig, called me and he was like, before the show today, I was going to text you and ask you what the over-under was on amount of times it looked like Goldberg was going to kill Bobby Lashley at some point in this match with a move. Craig set the over-under at six and a half. 
And I told him, I said, you'd be surprised. It was actually slightly under six and a half. Yeah. But he could have killed him three times with that spear off the fucking stage. Yes. Yeah. That was a fucking crazy spot. The fact that 96-year-old Goldberg with his 138-year-old hips and knees hit that spear made him look just almost as impressive as Betty White and the Golden Girls. I mean, I'm just going to put out there as a rule in wrestling, too. If you're wrestling a match against someone who has a spear in their arsenal, just don't exit the ring because there's a 105% chance you're going to get speared through the guardrail. It's just likely to happen. So maybe just don't do it. Tim? Um, I also thought this was a really solid Goldberg match, too. Right. Uh, and I hate to give credit where credit's due. Like, it's probably the best match that he's had in WWE since his match with Ziggler. Yeah. And that match went, like, four minutes. Yeah. What was that match two, two years ago? That was at SummerSlam 18 or 19. 19. Is that so. Toronto? Is that Toronto? Toronto? Yeah, cause I, I, I watched that. That was 2019. Like, when I came back to watch wrestling, so same year. Yeah, that was the year, that was the year we did the Big Four. Yeah. Yep, yep. and, uh, but, uh, you know, for a match in which Goldberg said that he was going to kill Bobby Lashley, <laughs> uh, there were, like, no weapons. There was no yep. guns. Like, um, right? I think, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure they had guns at the show. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there was something, there was some sort of weapon of deadly force in the dot somewhere. He tried, he tried to get Prince Najee's, uh, rocks, but the guards stopped him. Gotcha. Damn. Um, but yeah, kudos to Bobby Lashley. Man, he made Goldberg look like a million trillion bazillion dollars. <laughs> The only bad part about how great Bobby made him look is we're going to get three more Saudi Arabia shows with Bill Goldberg in a meaningful match. Bob, 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 Bob. I'm pretty sure Goldberg is Prince Alibaba's <laughs> fucking favorite wrestler. So, like, he's, as long as Goldberg can be wheeled onto a plane and wheeled out to the ring, he's probably going to be on every one of these shows. He sends a list of Vince before every show. Wrestlers I want in this order. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Yakazuma. Yes. Is I think it is on the list somewhere. Is it just kind of weird that at the Saudi Arabia shows, the one guy who's like mainly feature, featured for all of these is a Jew in his 50s? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, him. That's a great dude. That's a great point. Biggest baby face in the history of baby faces. A to, 50 to, year old Jew in Saudi Arabia. To uh to steal a line from one of my personal favorite movies, The Birdcage. You know what they say, where there's sand. Uh what I'll say about this and it's something I said last week when we predicted the show, I said it again tonight on 3 count is if Lashley's title reign had to be sacrificed so that Bill Goldberg didn't become WWE champion again, uh, then Bobby Lashley is a better man than I am. <laughs> and, and I, I stick by it. I, I had no doubt. I had no doubt that Lashley was going to lose this match. Yep. Um, but it, 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 it took so much of the sting out of it because it wasn't for the title. Yep. yep. Like, you can appreciate the fact that it was kind of a good story 
overall and a good feud and Bobby Lashley was in a major role and you can appreciate all that because Goldberg's not the champion right now. Exactly. Exactly. Just saying. MVP is Bobby. Rest of the week. Anyway, uh, next next match here. Uh, we have the finals of the King of the Ring tournament. Nine minutes, 20 seconds. I believe Joe called this uh, before we even started. Xavier Woods defeats Finn Balor to win the King of the Ring tournament. Didn't you pick Xavier to win this whole thing before this whole thing even started? I think I picked Jinder Mahal. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Was he? Yeah, was it? Woods. Oh, it, it was uh, Mark. For once, I did not have Woods. <laughs> wow. 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 So it was a. Uh, Michael. Keep setting him up. Can you figure it the fuck out already? You just keep giving him. Mike. Michael. It's been two years. I give up. It is what it is at this point. Figure it the fuck out. It's two years. I, I give up. It, it is what it is. Cut my face. <laughs> um, again, I was on a date, so I can't really watch this match in detail. I, watched, I was in and out of this match. What I did. You were on a date. Oh, did you know? My wife and I, yeah, our date day. The kids were at school. We had two hours ourselves. And we think I can go inside. The pizza and stuff. Now, no, no, for the record, we did have uh, the, the show on, my, on our cell phone watching it at the same time. But, you know. We're in I'll take your shot in the mouth. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, your thoughts on the King of the Ring tournament and Xavier Woods? Uh, the New Day will go down as the greatest stable in WWE history. Yeah. Um, collectively. And individually, there's yes. nothing that the team hasn't done. I'm so glad Xavier Woods gets his King of the Ring. He's only wanted it his entire life. King. And, like, the fun he'll bring to being King is going to be bar none. Like, I can't wait. My favorite thing was when he first took the the, uh, the throne. He says, this is for Breeze. And immediately I'm like, even like the new day, but specifically Xavier has rewritten the formula on success Yeah. to where like everyone feels that success and being at the top is a one seat arena and Xavier in the new day is like, hold on a second. And they throw the rope ladder down and they're pulling their brothers up every time. And like, like they are always like Biggie's success is Kofi's success and Kofi's yeah. success is Xavier's success and Xavier's success is Absolutely. his success. And they're breaking down toxic masculinity and showing what brotherhood is in 2021. They couldn't have picked a better person for this. Yeah. Xavier Woods is the man. I got to ask though, Finn Balor, does this, does this, I mean, has he, other than NXT, has he won an actual match like of significance? Since he the title champion, champion, and then he yeah, so it's been five years though. So I'm saying he was in a kind of recent like return right. to like SmackDown and yeah, stuff. But, but I mean, he got to the end of the tournament, so obviously he won a couple of matches along the way. He didn't like fucking Randy Savage's I way mean, there at WrestleMania four. I mean, like, there also haven't been a lot of title changes. Plus, he's only been back on the main roster for what? two months, if that. Yeah, he's been quite a minute down back in NXT. About yeah. a year, a year and a half, yeah. Um, back back to the, the 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 real story here, and that is Xavier Woods. Um, as someone during COVID quarantining and all that, uh, every Wednesday was the day that I hopped on the YouTube, went over to that up up down down channel and watched him and Cesaro and Breeze and Cole play uh 
Audi. No. Um, we actually wore Adam Cole and the Bebe shirts to WrestleMania night one. Uh, we made sure we bought those. I have the ticket stubs that you can get them to sign in my wallet still. I was hoping to run into Adam Cole when we were at Dynamite yeah, to yeah, try yeah. to get him to sign it. But unfortunately, we did not. Um, and to be honest with you, when Cole showed up, like, a little piece of me died. Because, like, I knew that Uno was no more. And the thing was, I got to see those guys take an hour to two hours of their of their busy schedules and be humans and enjoy the camaraderie with their friends playing a game on a computer and listening to them yell at the fact that Adam Cole's internet connection in his house was god-awful. And <laughs> them coming up with alter egos. Right. And the one alter ego that Woods had was the Kang. And, you know, okay. Okay. we got the crown, so now we can now rule him That's- as... Kang, and I love the fact that Woods is the king of the ring. I love the fact that he's been pushing for this. They made the right decision. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun to see him as the champion. Also, on Twitter, he wore a shirt for the picture with Zelina Vega that is homage to Ready to Rumble with Jimmy the King on it. That's all I'm saying. Oh. I would rule you. He also wore a Golden Girls t-shirt uh, prior to the <laughs> match. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Golden Girls uh, sleeping pants on too. Stay golden, so, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't see the match, so I can't comment on the match itself. But I just gotta say, and Tim, I apologize for this because uh, I know you got the toolman thing behind you. Y'all remember the episode of Home Improvement when they were out at dinner on a date and Tim really wanted to listen to like the the game and he had the thing in his ear and then they were like, "That's all I'm thinking." Earn it when he was apparently on his date, but still watching this match on his phone. Like, I'm just envisioning that entire scenario playing out. And if you die tonight, we understand why Lauren kills you. So it's okay. <laughs> so, Jim, um, for me, uh, I, I, I mean, the, the match was fine. I think Balor would have been a fine king if, it, if Xavier wasn't the guy on the other side of the ring from him. Yeah. I, I tweeted out this morning. Um, I'm usually very forgiving with WWE and booking decisions that don't make a lot of sense. But if, if Xavier isn't 2021 King of the Ring, a huge mistake has been made. Um, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't screw it up. So good job. Good job. It's going to be a fun King of the Ring reign. Yeah, absolutely. All right. WWE uh, Championship match, 13 minutes, 25 seconds. Big E retains, uh, defeats Drew McIntyre by pinfall. This was a good match. I enjoyed this. Big, big, meaty men slapping meat. That's right. Jim. Big <laughs> meaty man slapping me. So you guys are saying I should go watch this one because I haven't watched it. Like, would you all uh, recommend it? Yeah. Uh, for you especially, but yes, I would recommend yeah. it. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it, it is two pros who are at, you know, peak, you know, peak of their game right now, firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, in, in, in a wrestling world where a lot of times, now not on this show, but, but a lot of time world title matches, and we've even seen it in this company over the, over the last few years of being smaller guys. Um, mm-hmm. it, this was two big guys absolutely out there killing it. Um, two of the best doing it. I love that they didn't go back to Drew because it wouldn't have made any sense. Um, right. and, and, you know, new days on top of the world right now. Um, yeah, I loved it. Great stuff here. Tim? Nice. 
For sure. Um, I love this new fire that's in Big E. Um, I love, like, we've seen Big E in the WWE since WrestleMania 29. Mm-hmm. So we're Beautiful. on eight years now for Big E. And even at the height of him before, we're seeing a different side of Big E now that we had not seen. And he has saved it for this run. Yeah. Uh, the finish is absolutely impressive. Yeah. Like the best big ending that they've ever done. Aside from like the one where he caught a Uso out of midair. Yes. Like this one's right there. Like, I think my favorite part about this Big E is like, he can be silly. He can have fun. But when it's time to flip that switch. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a bad man. Like, yes. And that, like, that is just such a great part. Because I think, like, you know, a year ago, I think it was probably about a year ago, I thought, I think Big E could be in the main event at WrestleMania this year. Oh, um, yeah. And people thought I was crazy. Like, that feud with Sheamus, I was like, they're they're doing some something's happening here with Big E. And, like, some people, I think, had the thought, like, he's, you know, well, he's just kind of too silly. I'm like, wait until that switch gets flipped. And, man... It, it's, it has been great and, and, you know, it didn't happen at this WrestleMania, but, but the, the run he's on right now, incredible. Yeah. That, that was a few that actually sold me on Biggie being, a, being the top guy, honestly. Michael, what's interesting about it is at first when they brought him up to the main roster way back in the day, like Tim was saying back at like Mania 29, when he was kind of the heater for Dolph Ziggler and part of that whole little group. They tried the whole serious thing with him first. And, yeah, he's got the look. He's got the size. He's impressive. He can wrestle. But just being serious, like, there's not a lot of character that comes out. I think he needed all of these years. He needed all of this personality to come out so that now you're behind him because of how much personality he has, how much fun he can be. And then, like you said, when the flip needs to switch, when the serious needs to come out, it can come out. And it's believable. And it's intimidating. And you buy the whole thing. And then he's fun again afterwards. That's the kind of character that is a well-rounded, major, amazing character. Like, he is definitely one of my favorite people to watch in wrestling right now, period, right. honestly. Without question. Without question. Uh... Your go. Michael. Uh, hold on. Uh, that was about a four on the... No, on, on, on That's, no that just caused my stomach to cramp, though. Jim was at you, Mike. <laughs> uh, all right, so what I thought of the match was it was a really good match, uh, short, sweet, to the point. Uh, both like guys, me. Both guys got a lot of offense in. Um, both hit some big moves. Uh... Doesn't take anything away from Drew, but now it's time for Drew to hit the reset on SmackDown. Yeah. I'm very interested to see if he goes right into the title picture with Roman or if he's someone that kind of does something a little bit different. Um, I'd be, like, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually he gets to Roman, but with them leading into Survivor Series. Right. <coughs> I don't necessarily know that we're going to need Roman really trying to defend against anyone. No. Because you're obviously going to get the, the Raw versus SmackDown match. 
If you do the if you do like the five on five Raw versus SmackDown, Drew as like an anchor on Team SmackDown makes a Correct. whole lot of sense. Could you could you envision it being like Drew and the New Day on SmackDown side? I could totally see that. Yeah, in two other faces versus like the heels from Raw. I can totally see that. Or even you mix around. You know they like to do like the I would have loved, faces. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, let's do this one. Drew the Usos and, and the New Day. Day. That's exactly versus, what I was just thinking. Versus like the Street Profits, the Viking, uh, Minnesota Viking Experience Raiders. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> And Damian Priest. Hinga dinga bargain. I do think that I told I told Jeff earlier that I can see Drew. Being universal champion in the next six, twelve months. Twelve months, maybe six months is too soon. Right, I'm saying in that range, whatever they do, depending. I on. I very well see that after what happened in the main event, that's going to be one of your WrestleMania main events. Yeah, yeah. Drew's so some- and I, that obviously has to have the title involved. So yeah. I don't think that you're getting Drew in a world title match at WrestleMania, which you know. It's okay. That's fine. It sucked that him winning the title happened in a pandemic where the fans couldn't give him that moment that he deserved. But, you know, we'll we'll get there eventually. Um, But right now it's probably good for him to go be one B on SmackDown or one C and let him let him feud with a couple people. And does uh, maybe maybe he gets into a title match with like Nakamura. Well, I was going to say, wait, which which title does SmackDown have, the IC or the US? Yeah, I'll see. Rebuild that thing for the 40th. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, Drew being IC champion for a nice little run, it's it's similar to, like, when Cena was U.S. champion for a little bit. The only There's way nothing that I wrong with it. about him becoming a the secondary title winner is if he puts that fucking title in the trash can and brings back whatever old title variant he can find. Because hmm. that final title is awful. Yeah. It's god-awful. Alrighty. Uh... <laughs> If any of you guys are Seinfeld fans, if you're not on Facebook right now following the Seinfeld wrestling memes group that like suddenly came to life this past Monday, it's the greatest thing of all time because it really is just random ass memes that have to do with pro wrestling but are just Seinfeld jokes. Like it's it's fucking Medu- it's a picture of Medusa throwing the women's title in the trash mm-hmm. in on Nitro and the quote is from like Elaine being like, "I don't like this thing." And here's what I'm doing with it. Like, it's shit like that. you got to go follow it. <laughs> All right, here we go. I really Nine, am. Uh, <laughs> Artists have all fans on this, on this call? I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not a huge... I was never a huge Seinfeld consumer, but I, do, I don't dislike it. Tim, you? I'm a late bloomer to the Seinfeld game. Never do it. Now it's on, now on Netflix. Yep. Penny for that one, too. Anyway, 19 minutes, 25 seconds for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship triple match. Becky Lynch retains defeating both Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks by pinfall. She pinned, of course, uh, Sasha. Uh, the match was kind of underwhelming, my, in my opinion. I like how they finished it the way they did it, though. The ending was fine. Keep Bianca strong. Becky's you know, the heel, you know, holding the rope with the pinfall. All that, but the match fell out on the woman. I don't, I don't know what because they're wearing the t-shirts or whatever. I don't know what it is, but it 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 was a good match. But given the caliber of these three, it this didn't have the extra oomph that I was looking for. How how, how are you trying, trying to explain a women's match not getting out of third gear by being because they had to wear t-shirts? 
And yeah, you text that to us. I saw that. But they, they didn't look comfortable. The only thing the difference between what they do is the t-shirts. I'm just thinking. None of, them, none of them looked comfortable. They're in fucking Saudi Arabia. <laughs> the they were there, they weren't allowed to leave. Yeah. Yeah. They literally had some snakes on the motherfucking plane the last <laughs> time they were in Saudi Arabia. And you thought that they were going to look comfortable? And you're trying to blame a match not getting out of third gear on T-shirt. It showed. Probably that there was somebody in a sniper's nest with a gun on them, and if something came off their body, they were going to get shot. I wouldn't have been comfortable either. She's showing ankle. She's showing ankle. Shoot. Shoot. I ain't going to say five of from Zelina and Dewdrop. He's greatest. I just didn't. Yeah, you're right. Third gear, you're right. The third gear thing was actually it was a good match. It was a solid yeah. match, but okay. the I'm surprised the they let Double D wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. The <laughs> fact that yeah. the first the first five minutes like was like hard to get through. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, hey, we're gonna run this cool little angle where we're gonna knock somebody off the ring and it's yeah, gonna be yeah. like wrestle and they're knock somebody off the ring and they're gonna wrestle and they're knock somebody. Like that part was cool, and then like. It got going, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, roll for the win. I feel like... What are we doing? Like, like I said, I haven't seen this match yet, so I'm not going to comment on this specific match. But I feel like the thing about three-way matches, and this is true since the days of ECW, they're either really great or really horrible. Like, either either the story works or the story really doesn't work. That's the way three-way matches go. Not just three-way matches. Anything. Involving three people, I will I will agree with that as well. He's good, good setup, Mike. Good job, Mike. You said I will agree with that. No, 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 no. He set it up. I finished. Yeah, I had a four way once. That was more fun. Okay, okay, Tim, 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 Tim. Tim. And that's the thing about things that involve in threes. It's like as long as you finish, it's all yes. that matters. <laughs> um, there's so much come. <laughs> No, I, I I am I personally was not a huge fan of the match, but I can appreciate it for what it was. I I can't take away that it was a good triple threat. It just wasn't for me. And just because it wasn't for me doesn't make it bad. It just makes it not for me. Um, I am historically not a Sasha Banks guy. Really? What ever, is it? ever since she left NXT, Sasha has either like thought she was the hottest thing in the world or she's got boo boo face. Hey Tim. And there's no Tim, in between. He's pretty hot though. Tim Tim, did you know that um that Eddie Guerrero was her favorite wrestler though? <laughs> I thought I thought Eddie Guerrero was her dad. I mean basically one and the same. Um Wait, Snoop Dogg is Eddie Guerrero's brother? No, that's also his daddy. Oh, <laughs> your good old bros. Um, allegedly, allegedly. It's his poppy. Yes. Allegedly. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I I thought this would have been a really interesting way to get the title onto Sasha. Yeah. Even though I don't like Sasha, get the belt off of Becky. Becky, who's going to Raw? Yep. And then you put a t- put the title on SmackDown. Without having this weird transference of people, and then Charlotte has to do something. Like you could easily do Charlotte versus Sasha tonight or tomorrow on yeah. SmackDown, and the loser's title goes to Raw. Like 
and said we're going to do something that's tired and boring and blah. But that's the problem. You were talking about triple threat matches. Like the problem with triple threat matches is they follow a specific formula. Yes. Like it is always two people in one person out. Yep. Cause you can't do, there's not many things you can do that involve all three people. And so that's the problem. Not a big fan. It's hard to do them well, but when you do it well, like it's, it's remarkable. No, it's true. Cause I mean, not everyone can do DP and that's really the only time you can have all three involved at one. That's so, many, I mean, zero I, was the best one I've ever seen. There's way too much come here. Yeah, this past WrestleMania was the best one I've ever seen, though, with Daniel Bryan and Roman and uh, Edge. Mm-hmm. And that, that was that, that was right. A lot of people give praise to Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and he who shall not be named from WrestleMania 20. Yeah, and I think that is the most overrated match in the history of matches. That's it's overrated because of who won, right? No, it's overrated because the match is overrated. Wait, but but we exist in the same universe as Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels Iron Man match. You think that one's more overrated than the Iron Man match? Yo, you want to yes. fight? You want to fight, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> get started. I I'll don't fight you. I don't think there's many people saying that the Iron Man match is one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Fair, like, fair. Like they, like they say that WrestleMania 20. I, I will say though that, like, that saying that it's overrated is actually a thing though. I hear it a lot actually. The rest of the Iron Man matches it's an overrated match. That's a thing apparently. Good because then eventually it'll be evenly it'll be rated appropriately as a middle of the road main event. The reason, okay, the reason I love that the, the, that Iron Man match. Why you love it, buddy? It was at like the perfect. It was at like the perfect time for me just because like. I was, because that was what, 96? 96. 96. I'm like 11 years old. It's still yes. kind of real, but I can still like, I can really start to appreciate like wrestling for wrestling. Yeah. How, like, did, have, how did 11 year old little Jim have an attention span long enough to go 63 minutes with Sean and Brett and <laughs> Brett uses in overtime? It's Brett Hartman. Like I was, I, it, like it's that simple. It is that simple. Excellent execution, man. I can't tell you. Um, yeah, no. Where uh, I stand on the whole triple threat thing, uh, yeah, I, I'm good on the WrestleMania 21. It was mediocre at best. You know, it wasn't even the best match on that show. The Angle and Eddie was. The Angle Eddie match was by far the better match. Yeah, that's and, a classic. Not even close. Um, so yeah. Uh, this match, uh, it'll be also remembered for the PhD of the EST of the MMA of the Onomatopoeia, uh, trying to do everything with her hair. Like, I get it. Like, you have, like, really cool hair, but you don't have to touch it every time you do something, Bianca. Like, we get it. You're the hair extension queen of, of East LA, Compton, Orange County. Um, but we need to chill out with the hair stuff for, like, a week. I wonder if part of that, though, is, like, when you're in front of a crowd, that you're in front of once a year and for the first time in two years, you're you're really playing the favorites. Right. Like you're 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 overemphasizing the hits. Yeah. You're doing piano uh, man. In her I, case, I, this I, the first I time didn't, see, I didn't see the match. I was actually on a uh, I was actually on a on a meeting that I couldn't uh, really watch this match. Yeah, really. uh, but I'm fine with Becky winning. I uh, and I'm but I'm happier that Bianca didn't eat the fall. 
Right, me too. Um, if there's any way in hell Bianca was going to lose the fall, no matter who walked out with the title. Let me let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you continue Bianca and Becky going on Raw? They're both on Raw now. As next I week. mean, what else do you do? It's not like there's a deep roster of women on Raw to have other matches or feuds with. So yeah, no, you got to have something that's a highlight. Yeah, you have a highlight. Let the new Queen of the Ring, uh, Zelina, go after the title for a little while. Yeah, make it yeah. mean something. But which yeah. title? She's on Raw. Let her go after the Raw. She's on Raw now. That's on SmackDown. No, buddy. Tomorrow they'll, they'll, they'll they, they're they're gonna they're gonna just awkward. Like, look what I found, and they're just gonna like. Oh, you know what you do? You know what you do? This this would be fun. Let them both be on on SmackDown till Survivor Series. Fatal four way. The two champions. And a member of each roster. I like that. It's really cool. It's why it won't happen. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. I came up with something sitting here on the fly. It's a great idea. It won't happen. For free, Vince. For free. Me on. <laughs> anyway, and finally, the main event of the evening. 12 minutes, 20 seconds. Universal Championship on the line. Roman Reigns retained, defeats Brock Lesnar by pinfall. Did we all pick uh, Rock Smash, all three of us? No. For the record, the porno that I shot a couple of weeks ago looked exactly like that. <sighs> just, just elbow. Yeah. <laughs> he was invited to come. Thanks, <laughs> It's big. It's enormous. I, I, I like the ending, though. The ending was cool. Why am I coming? A lot of meat on the bone. You know, with Brock, you know, with uh, Heyman throwing the belt in there, with both guys out, referees out. Throw the belt in the middle. Who's he trying to help? Who knows? Utah's come out there at a spot. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. And he's going to be in the bone. I think it's obvious who he was trying to help. And it wasn't the guy that walked out with the title. And that's the best part about it. His yeah. facial expression at the end was kind of like, shit, I fucked up. Like, man, that didn't fucking work, did it? Um, oh, wait, no. wait. Was it his facial expression was, oh, shit, that, that check didn't clear? Ah, uh, damn, I got you next week, Tommy. Yeah, it... it like this story has been great. Um, this may be my favorite Brock Lesnar um, that really? we've ever had, or it's 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 right up there with Money in the Bank Brock. York Lesnar said, <laughs> "My son can't stand the ponytail. Like, dude, I love I was doing Brock. Like, I hate the ponytail though. Like, dude, I just be- like that they actually like, even though he's still Brock, it's he looks different. Like for sure, the other week when I saw him just." shredding meat in a fucking like cold fucking walk-in fridge i'm like oh so he's gonna cut that off before he comes back nope nope certainly didn't oh. <laughs> it's a fucking lumberjack like when when he's out on raw i fucking love it it's, he's like my favorite brock um i loved Heyman in this Heyman played his part so perfectly mm. um yeah plenty of meat on the bone i think they're gonna con- have a confrontation tomorrow or tonight or However, we're however we're calling it on SmackDown this week, um, but then I think Brock probably goes away for a little while, and and that's fine. And we're gonna get this at Rumble, or we're gonna get this at Mania, probably at Mania, and we're all gonna be better for it. He did say that he was going to show up tomorrow on SmackDown, and yeah, he said he's gonna assault Roman or murder yeah, Roman. He's gonna do that, and he's gonna get suspended, and then he'll show up at if, Rumble, win the Rumble, yeah. and perfect. If- Ooh, if they wrestle at WrestleMania this year, is this the third time or the fourth time that they wrestled at WrestleMania? Fourth? And is that a record? The same opponent? Yeah. I don't think so. 
Triple yes. H and Undertaker did it three times. Yeah, I think it would be a record. That would be a record. That's crazy. Undertaker, I'm not even mad about it. Undertaker and Kane did it twice. Right. Yeah. Rock and Austin did it three times. Three times. Yeah, I think four would be the record. Yeah. That's crazy. That's amazing. So <laughs> Uh, I'll talk about the, I'll talk about the story or let me get to that point first. Uh, the Uwa man is the best in the whole world. Um, the way the, the, the reason this match worked so well for me is because I also paid attention to Paul Heyman's promo earlier in the night. Yes. In which he pulled that old Survivor Series O2 trick. Mm. It's like, I'm going to walk to the ring with the reigning defending undisputed universal champion Roman Reigns. And I'm walking out with the reigning defending undisputed universal champion and never said a name. Oh, shoot. Never said a name, which calls back to Survivor Series 02. Uh And he turns and he joins the big show. Yep. Uh, I think Paul got outsmarted. I think that Roman told the Usos to come out knowing the belt spot was going to happen. And like Paul, Paul probably gave both of them the call. Hey, we're doing a title thing. We're doing like, I'm throwing in the middle. You know what to do. Rock thinks, Oh, I'm going to grab the title. I'm going to hit Roman. I'm going to win. Roman's like, I'm going to grab the title. The Usos are going to come out. They're going to super kick Brock. I'm going to take the belt. I'm going to hit Brock and I'm going to win. And the wise man gets outsmarted. And that's where we are. So tomorrow is going to be very interesting. Now, the reason why I was in shock is apparently Alec Baldwin shot a guy today and killed them on a movie set. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, it was a, uh, a stunt gone wrong, I guess, on news that, yeah. The sheriff's yeah. department has confirmed Alec Baldwin pulled the trigger. Uh, 42-year-old director of photography Helena Hudgens tragically died from her injuries, and director Joel Souza is currently in the hospital undergoing his treatments. Uh, Alec Baldwin was filming a scene for a movie that required someone to fire a gun loaded with blanks, but when the gun discharged, either shrapnel or a bullet hit two people on set, one of whom had to be airlifted to the hospital. That person died. Oh my God. Lawsuits. Uh, The movie is a film called rust. So, I mean, you know what this means in about four years, things new gimmick is going to be whatever character Alec Baldwin is in this movie. So be Chris Jericho's character. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to talk very slow and I'm going to carry a cattle gun and I'm going (laughs) to, Yeah. You disrespectful, stupid idiot. Roman, Roman Reigns is the best. But Roman Reigns is the best. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you can't. Like, as good as anything is in wrestling today, like, I would take, like, if, if you have the top 10 angles in wrestling right now, you could give 10 through 2 to AEW. But Roman Reigns is number one. It's, he's, I agree. So fucking good. And yeah. Yep. No question. Uh, Joe, your thoughts? 
I no, I didn't watch the match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to watch it. This is definitely one that I'm gonna go out of my way. Probably watch it when I get home tonight. Um, because I do agree about all of that. I love everything with Roman Reigns. I think the best thing to come out of the global pandemic was Roman Reigns finally got to turn heel, and we all got to discover which one of your friends are anti-vax because like they were all hiding about it for a while. And and there's and there's a second thing, good thing that came out of it. What? Danhausen. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. very true. All right. Don't pretend like you know that is, Ernest. I know. Michael. Very evil. Very nice. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you, oh, you mean at the match. My bad. Sorry. I thought we were talking about Danhausen. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Uh, I thought it got what it needed to get done. I think Tim is absolutely right. The storyline is going to be the the smart guy got outsmarted by the champion. Um, obviously, I think that this was going to lead to Paul realigning with Bjork Lesnarsson. Um, and I think that's the route that it's eventually going to lead to whenever Roman eventually loses the title, um, which, I will be, which I think will be at uh, WrestleMania to everybody's favorite Minnesota Viking. Um, so, yeah. Um, do you, okay, now do you keep Paul Heyman with Roman yes. for a while and still string yes. it along? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Without question. But I think it's, you know, you start because you know Lesnar's been dropping hints that Heyman's working with him this whole time. So there's there's points. Hold up, I love it. There's there's points along the way where you know Roman sends Paul on an errand, and like he's he's working behind the scenes away from Paul. So like you start to slowly see that that whole thing start to shift, but Paul is completely unaware. And at some, you know, at some point, and then at some point, Paul's going to figure it out. And right. What, and so, I mean, it's, there, it's, it's so good. There's so much that, that can be done with this. And I, I can't wait to see what's, what's next. Paul well, already knows that he fucked up. He's just going to try to cover it like he did with the ECW paychecks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so true. All right. Uh, before we get to the next topic, Joe, what do you love this week? Um, I love the fact that we're an hour and 45 minutes into this, and I was hoping to be done a lot sooner than two hours. Uh, let's see. Real quick. Uh, Cody Rhodes, your TV show, it's about to be over. Will it come back for a second season? We don't know. Will you have another mixed race baby? We certainly hope so. Cody Rhodes, you are saving society, and I love that for you. I, I only watched a pilot. That's it. I've actually watched all five episodes. I have watched every episode, and it is it is as bad as advertised. <laughs> I mean, it's a car crash, but it's one where you can't look away. You're just like, oh yeah, it's fucking awful. Like it's it's bad reality TV. I mean, it's like it's almost like Chrisley level bad really? reality TV. It's awful. But man, I can't wait for the season finale. All right, all right, uh, Joe. Let's get to your topic. All right, so my topic was born today as I was going for a run on a treadmill this morning. Uh, 804 mile, I'm proud of that. Anyway, I was listening to an, what show came out today? The Jim Ross podcast. I was listening to a new episode of that while I was on the treadmill. They were talking about uh, WWE 2001, you know, the whole Alliance WWE angle. They were talking about some of the wrestlers that were around then. And they were talking about Rhino. And it got me thinking about how Rhino is one of those guys who probably should have been a bigger star 
than he ever ended up being. And my question to you guys is quite simply, and it doesn't have to be your top three. could just be any three that you can kind of think of. But what three wrestlers do you think should have been bigger stars than they ended up being? From any any era, any time, could even be current people that haven't quite gotten there yet. What three wrestlers do you think should have been or could be bigger stars than where they're at now? First, first name that I'm bringing to the table in my list. Oh. Uh-huh. Fat Chick Thriller. Mike, <laughs> Mike Awesome. To be fair, Mike Awesome was a top guy in Japan and he was a top guy in ECW. Correct. But, but once he came over to WWE, like. The WCW. WCW, when he was the fucking, that 70s guy and the Fat Chick Thriller. And like he was the hardcore fucking champion, fucking Bush League guy in WCW or WWE. Like Mike Awesome had the look, had the in-ring ability, yeah. had the fucking charisma to be a guy that could have been a star and a main eventer in either company. And instead, we get 97-year-old geriatric fuck Hulk Hogan threatening to sue Vince Russo because you know he wanted Jeff Jarrett to lay down. Right. I thought that's a solid answer, honestly. I can only come up with two guys, to be honest with you. I don't know why. Scott. Grab my head. Oh, one is Lex Luger, actually. I think they've been bigger than he was. I mean, he's top, guy. Yeah, that's top guy look. I mean, I, I mean, he tried in WWE at one point and put the fucking yeah. kibosh that pretty quickly. Fuck that one up. He should have yeah. won, won the title. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a saying, though. He had, a, he, had, he had everything in that era to be the top I mean, guy. I mean, he was heavyweight champion in WCW more than once. So yeah, but you don't remember it. Really. hit the pinnacle, like, as hard as you can hit he it. Also, he was also involved in the major storyline that fucking got WCW back on track. He was in the ring the night that the New World Order formed. Yeah. I mean, he was involved in a lot of main... He story. beat Hogan for the title in the middle of that storyline. Like, he was involved in a lot of... No, no, I agree. But it, it doesn't stand out as much, though. That's because you were a WWF fan and not a WCW fan. No, I, no, I was I was definitely during that time. Because where, where, where Hogan goes, I go. So, But, see, I was a WCW fan before that. And, like, Luger, before he jumped to WWF, multiple-time champion in WCW... Yeah. Had a massive heel run. Some of the best work Lex Luger, Luger ever did was like in '91 and '92. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's like saying Sting never really made it because he was never WWE champion. Like what? Sting stood out, dude. Sting always stood out no matter what. Even even before I started watching WWE, he literally here's here's the point. Here's Ernest. Like no, my point though. Listen, my point, Joe, is that and that. I knew who Les Luger was even in I wasn't watching WCW, really. But he never stood out. Sting always stood out, even before I knew who st- I watched Sting on okay. fucking TV. But, but you're talking about someone who was a champion multiple times, was a multiple-time tag team champion, was the U.S. champion a bunch of times, comes over, puts himself as the narcissist, mm-hmm. fucking Bobby Heenan as his... Then proceeds to become I'm a real American because the real American decided to go fucking do Thunder in Paradise. And then Vince McMahon decides that, hey, I'm going to change my mind, not put the WWE title on him because some fans in Providence, Rhode Island didn't cheer him enough when he came out with the title for a superstar taping. And then 
Now he runs back to WCW, is involved in the New World Order stuff, is involved heavily in that storyline until fucking WCW closes. I mean, I don't know how much more you could ask from a guy's career to basically like, be involved in every main storyline for fucking... But, but, but do you ever, do, would you ever consider him a top guy? Like a top guy? Yeah! Yes! Like, look, here, I'll give you someone. I'll give you one of my guys, and then maybe this will <laughs> illustrate it to you better, okay? Can I borrow it? Can I borrow it, your guy? This guy did actually get to be a world champion at some point, but it didn't matter for the title that he won and stuff. And this is Ken Shamrock. Because I think that Ken Shamrock is someone who should have been, he had all of the elements to be a major, major world champion in WWE. Especially in WWF in 1999, 98, 99, when they passed that belt around like it was sunny in 1994, like he could have won that belt for five minutes and like that would have made him. But that never happened. And that was sort of the whole reality thing. And like, you know, he was a real fighter. So that should have been a thing. He ended up being NWA world champion in 2002 in TNA. But let's be honest, did the NWA title actually matter in 2002 in TNA? Not for shit. So, like, right. Ken Shamrock is that guy who, like, I think illustrates the question that I'm asking. I thought of one, another one, actually. He's going to fucking say Bret Hart. Watch. Oh, hell no. Huh. That was a, that's a pissed off Jim, probably. Yeah, no. Ricky Steamboat. Okay. Like, that's, that, I mean, he was NWA world champion when it actually was a title that mattered. Here's the I'm thing, still going to follow you on this one. Here's the thing, though. He's most known for what? Well, two things with the Flair rivalry, of course, but also Mania Three and, Sa- and Savage. Falling, going home because he wasn't happy. Right. He wins. He he beats Savage in Mania Three, but who gets the biggest bump out of that that match? Savage does. Yeah. So Steamboat Clock decided to leave. Steamboat, if he decided to actually keep working rather than taking his ball and going home. No, of course. But I'm saying, and he, I, I, to me, like he could have been, he could have been a tippy top guy, in my opinion, at any point. I mean, big, not big enough. I agree with you on that. All I'm saying is, for me to believe that he could have been a top flight guy, like he had to have stayed the course. And Ricky was always someone that the minute the water got rocky, he was ready to go somewhere else. Right. Well, my third guy was Shane Douglas. Uh, Shane Douglas. Oh. I can actually see that one to people that didn't watch ECW. Oh yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah. I just- being ECW world champion is not the pinnacle. Like, it's just not, you know? I mean, I love ECW. Is, but for... Right. But I, I knew who he was. I figured, oh, he, this guy could probably make some noise here. Especially in, in that era, too, and it was really just, like, what, three or four guys? It was Sean. It was Diesel. Uh, who, who else was around at the 95, really? That's the big guy. Uh, George Ramon, that's it. So there was, there was room to make a splash, and he never really did. So Yeah. Uh, my, my second one that I was going to bring to the table here, and this guy I feel is more injury-related and why he never got to that next level. And he's a guy that I thought would have been a good WWE champion, maybe not a great one. Ben Johnson? Uh, no, we actually talked about him a little bit during the uh, NXT trivia. That is one Wade Barrett. Mm. It's an interesting one. I was um, never a big fan of his. See, I loved what he was doing um, – Whenever he finally like got away from having Nexus involved in every one of his matches, okay, and the core the seven horse, um, like when he was Bad News Barrett and like the bull hammer elbow and, and the things he was doing there, like that was fun. Like I was thinking that they were gonna strap the rocket ship to him, okay, and he was gonna be a guy that was going to be a world champion for them because. A, he's a foreigner. B, he can cut a promo fairly decently, and his interview work was was. 
above average. I'm not going to say he was going out there putting out five-star matches like Daniel Bryan every week, but he was a lot more serviceable than some of the other guys they had in the world title picture at the time on both shows. So, like, obviously Barrett getting hurt, I think, is what derailed that completely off the rails. Okay. And it sucks because I think he's a guy that could have been a fun – even if he was a transitional guy. Yeah. The title for 20 or 30 days here or there to just – Get the title from one face to another. Yeah, he's yeah. that Dolph Ziggler where it's like, oh, we need a guy to go win the title, hold it for twenty days, and then lose to whoever's coming back. Right. Like I think that he could have fit that role very easily, and I think he could have been a fun champion. That's uh, not. Do you want to go? Is uh, Matt Morgan? Oh God, I can see that. The blueprint. I actually was at fan. least. I mean, I, you know, he did. He did kind of, you know, have have a have a decent career and impact but like man you go back you go like back to tough enough and then like when you realize he was back in the business and he and he like lost like the weight of a human being and then was like i'm like man how does this guy not end up back in wwe i feel like he was like vince mcmahon's fucking wet dream like literally just it turns me on (laughs) i mean really like like to be fair right like like having a having a successful run in impact is like becoming the manager at your subway like, yeah, it's great. You're successful, but how much does it really matter? So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Actually, he had the look. He, he was decent in the ring. Like, there's definitely guys who are a lot less good in the ring who have been a lot more successful than Matt Morgan. Sure. Remember the Broncos of three, no? The same. Three and four. You got anybody for us, Tim? Any more? Any more? Oh, okay. I got a couple. Um, yeah, I'll let Tim throw a couple out. Okay. So he was mentioned recently in this season of Dark Side of the Ring, but uh, you can call him Champagne. You can call him Mortis. Nobody better than Chris Canyon. Oh, that's a good like one. That. That's, good that's one. a good one. That's an I, I stand by. Mortis could have been an Undertaker level character for WCW if they did yeah. it right. Do you want to hear a ridiculous statistic or yes. a ridiculous fact? Always. You can you can picture Mortis, right? Yes. He has never had an action figure. Really? Like that is the most toyetic looking son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, single toy. <laughs> wow. Banana sandwich. That is crazy. Yes. So, any, any more time? Yeah, of course. Um, so Chris Canyon. Um, my current one today is Cesaro. Yeah, I was thinking him too. That hundred percent. Why Cesaro isn't on like his seven thousandth day as champion of the world and the oh, history yeah. of it is beyond me. Um, the man can do anything. He can do everything. He's super talented. He can wrestle big guys. He can wrestle small guys. He can yep. do everything. And it's a shame that he only got his title, his, his feud with Roman Reigns because he re-signed his contract. And that was his little boost of like, hey, congratulations, you re-signed. Here's yep. a program with Roman and make Roman look really good. And you just do nothing. Yep. Um, I will say that that, that, that Mania Backlash match they had was pretty fucking good though. Oh, it was. Yeah. But even more so, why it's like shit. Like where, what, where is his run? That so my never potential match of the year. Um, but lastly, and I feel like this is a guy who 
he never had a run as being a top guy, but he was also never in a promotion where he could have been the top guy. But if he had been in a big promotion, um, mainly if he had been in WWE, mm-hmm. um, uh, he would have been a top guy. And that is the monster abyss. Yeah. If, if mm-hmm. abyss had gotten signed anywhere in like Oh five, Oh six, Oh seven, the undertaker was working all of these monsters. Yep. And he would have finally, like, Abyss would have worked The Undertaker, and The Undertaker would have had another big man like Kane who could move, who could work, and Abyss was just so good. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's my three. That's my three. Canyon, Cesaro, Abyss. My uh, my other two. Yeah. Um, Owen Hart will always be on this list for me. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Like, despite that he was featured in some things, like that guy should have been WWF champion multiple times. At least they missed their 94. 94 during that feud with Brett. He Fuck should have won the title at some he point. Probably should have won that cage match. Let's be totally yeah. honest. Yep. Um, and my other one is J E double F J A double R E double T. Ha ha. That Jeff Jarrett in the WWF at that time. How does that not become WWF champion? Seriously. Wait, the one in 95 or the one in 97, 98? Which no, one? No, he's saying the one in 95. He's saying 95 the original with the fucking light up hat and the fucking strut. And he the could agree with that one. 97, 98, yeah. definitely he reaches where you need to be. Yeah. But, but like I said, that Jarrett at that time, because, you know, 98 Jarrett, you know, when, when the business was changing and all of that, but like, again, like, I feel like it's, a McMahon and Pritchard wet dream that that Jeff Jarrett like how does that not get a title run yeah for not real I agree with that one uh, anybody my, else my last my last one and I guess I we can again chalk this one up to the injury we talked about them uh the tag team of Chad Gable and Jason Jordan oh yeah like they, they like I get it bro, I get it WWE hates tag teams like that's just a foregone conclusion but you know, what they were doing in NXT with the revival, mm-hmm. like that was top notch. Like, if they would have stayed in NXT and then done matches with like DIY and oh yeah and stuff like that, like I feel like that would have been an even bigger thing. Um but yeah, so I like I like I'm mad that like it sucks that Jordan got hurt. But it also <laughs> So it's just one of those things where it's like I think that I would have felt that uh American Alpha would have been bigger had you know, things gone better. So my last one, I got, I got my last one because I already threw out two. Uh, and this guy had, I feel like all of the pieces. He had everything except for the love and support of Randy Orton. And that is Mr. Kennedy. Cause I feel like I Ken thought, Kennedy. I, I thought you were going to say Ted DiBiase Jr. I mean, him too. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like Ken Kennedy. Is that a cat? What the fuck? That's a cat. Yeah. Cause you know what Ted DiBiase Jr. does, right? Robs money from some churches. Yes. No, he steals money from the <laughs> So, but I, I, Ken Anderson, I feel like was one of those guys. He was never fantastic in the ring. He's kind of like, he was kind of like one of those guys like Cody Rhodes. Like you were never going to get more than a three star match out of him. Totally fair. But he had the character. He had the promo ability. He could be great in a feud, great in a story. Everything WWE basically looks for in a talent is what Ken Anderson had, and it just never happened. And I think 
honestly, at the end of the day, his biggest fuck up was when they were going to make him Vince McMahon's son. And then they got annoyed that it like got spoiled on the Internet and they just went with Hornswoggle. Like that was the end of Ken Anderson's career. That yeah. moment, you just knew he was never going any higher than where he was at. Honestly. The best thing that Ken Anderson was involved in after that. Aces and eights. Obviously. Yeah. Because when you're with the aces and eights, you never walk alone. <laughs> That's right. But when you're uh, with Tista, you do walk I alone. Walk through miles yes. inside this pit. I have, I have one more. I know another song. You sing. I close. Like every time you sing, I always do that. I have one more, and I know the number was three. That's but, okay. We'll give it to you. Ernest, Ernest had like one. Ernest had two. Right. Well, that's what's going to make up. No, 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 no. Three. Add three. Add three. So I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one of his, um, because I'm not counting that first one. Right. Um, is, so he is a top guy, but even as a top guy, there could have been more for him, and that is Scott Hall. Dude. Oh, yeah. 100%. That might be the best one on the, of, of tonight's uh, selections, honestly. Yeah, I give you that. He's another one of those where it's like, how did he not end up being WWE, WWF champion in, like, 1994? Yeah. So with, with a space to do that. Especially yeah. Right. He, why wasn't he WWF champion as Razor? Why wasn't he WCW champion in the NWO? Like right. Everybody else was. Well, that was different. Right. It was too crowded there. I, I got like, yeah, but WWE part, I mean. I feel yeah. like you could make a list right now of like the greatest non world champions of all time. And it's like, we've mentioned two out of the three names that I think would be in like the top three. Yeah. We just left out Mansoor. Right. Fuck a list. Let's do a fucking tournament. Buddy. Buddy. Let's do this. I nominate Mansoor. All right, so we'll, we'll have to come up with that off air. That, that okay, do. that's fine. Anyway, it's but, time. Hold on. hold on. When we do that tournament, we have to we have to get these two guys involved in the in the brackets. Like we we oh, have okay. to have a five man panel because every time this happens, we have a three man panel. Like last week, where you guys fucked FTR. By the way, you just fucked them. All right, I fucked them. I fucked them. He fucked them. I fucked them. MJF and Wardlow would be a fun. I fucked them. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. you fucked them, Joe. MJF and Wardlow would be a great uh, AEW US Tag Team title uh, winners. Let's let's kick FTR out and put the fucking Wardlow MJF tag team in the finals. Did, did you see MJF come out and be like, "Yo, I'm not gonna say shit about WWE because I might work there one day." Yes, is that not the best? It's both the best heel thing to say and also so probably true. Like you can't even like blame the guy. All right, guys, time for. Uh, for the rest, uh, rest of the week. Yep. Rest of the week. Should I have the guests go first? Sure. All right. Uh, Tim, bring your three, your three. Oh, well. Yeah, we just steal this segment from you guys. It's fine. Yeah. I've, I've already got the three. Um, so at, exactly. uh, Don't worry. I'm going to cash in money in the bank. Just you wait. Don't worry. I can't wait. Tell me when you're going to do it so I don't have to watch wrestling that week. It'd be great. So, so what, I told, what I told Joe what I want to do... And because I don't know how many of your guys listen to the show, <laughs> I want to cash in, but dive bomb on the show and cash in like live. Like I like I want to tell you, but I want to like flip flip into the into the show and literally be like, oh hey guys, I'm here to make Tim's picks. So I'm catching your money with that. So what we'll do is because I know which Streamyard I think you can have. Can you only have five people on? No, I can have up to ten. Okay, I don't know if we have a template for six though. We don't. I can drop the. I can drop the. Um, 
the overlay for for Mike's run in. <laughs> because what you could do is you could play it as though like you pulled the video feed from me. I drop off the call. You jump in as me make the picks i'm watching you jump off and then i come back on like what heck happened yeah, so i can i can just pop either i can pop you out of the feed and then throw him in we'll figure that the other, none of the other guys look yeah this is a safe space because i guarantee yeah. none of the other guys fucking safe space all right cool so we'll figure that out the week that i decide to cash in i it's, think it's not a safe space for you chocolate titties i suggested he do it the week don't, that don't, don't that me Ron Punches, that guy. He's like, you should guess Ron Punches your number one wrestler of the week. No. And your number three should be like whatever five man team won a match on Darth that week. <laughs> was it my turn? No, no, no. I still haven't even made mine. I'll say <laughs> we, yeah. we were we were discussing things for three counts. <laughs> so, uh, my number my number three, he beat up Murder Grandpa on YouTube, Brian Danielson. Uh, yes. Number number two. Uh, he is now all elite Lee Moriarty. Uh, number one, they were luchadors who won the triple A tag titles. FTR. I like it. Jim. All right. I'll give my three. Um, same as, uh, on, on three count. Uh, number three is Bianca Belair. I thought she had a fantastic showing uh, last week on SmackDown. Uh, my number two, Brian Danielson for his fantastic showings. Uh, one on YouTube, one on an actual TV show, and uh, my in which you know, what's that? We were we were both sort of there. Yeah, <laughs> we were and, edibles involved. I can't tell you a lot about what happened that night. <laughs> and uh, my number one FTR, uh, new AAA tag team champions. So, so what I've taken away from this is that their period does not include today. Their yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, are we go Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. I was so high that night that legit I was like, yo, those luchadors look like FTR. That was when the one came out and was dancing. I was like, why the fuck is Christopher Daniels on my on, on my screen? And then I to myself, I'm not looking at a screen. I'm looking at them in real life. <laughs> yeah. I'll go on mine real quick. I'll do mine real quick. As the AW Mark, it's all WWE here for me. Number three is Edge, and I honestly was wanted to put both the Edge and Seth, but since Edge won the actual match. I give him, I give him the credit, obviously. In the past, Ernest has put both, and I told him to go fuck himself and never do it again. So I like talking about that. Number two, the, the queen, the new queen, Zelina Vega, and number one, Terry Woods, hell of a guy, deserves it. You want to go? Yeah, sure. What's my list? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Joe, Joe, you are so fucking high maintenance. I swear. Ah, worse than my wife. You know, it's a hate crime if you insult me. All right, so number three is Roman Reigns, because honestly, you retain the title over Brock Lesnar in a country where you could die at any given time. I think you deserve to be number three on my list. York Lesnar. I apologize. He's getting it right. My number two is for winning the Hell in a Cell match and the best feud of the year, as far as I'm concerned, is Edge. And my number one for winning the G1 and saving us all from having to see Okada, uh, not Okada, Okada's the one who won it. Wow. Uh, Okada Ibushi win it for a fourth year in a row. That is uh, Kazuchika Okada, 
who is a hot, hot man and deserves everything good coming to him. Win pri- that title, man. His priorities. He, he can he can rain all over me anytime. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you, Joe. Mike, Mike, please save this. <laughs> um, all right. So before I give you my list, I'm going to give you the honorable mention that I want to put on here because I want this to be so much more than what I think it's going to end up being, and that is uh, Katayoris Shibata, uh, who made his return in a five minute grappling match with Zack Saber Jr. at the G1 final. And he's made it publicly known. I sent Joe the text uh, of the tweet that says, the next time I step foot in this ring, I will be in my wrestling gear, which means that we're getting a full-fledged return from Shibata, and I am here for it. So give me all of the Katsuyora Shibata matches. Um, Hell so yeah. let's go. Excited. Yeah. Shibata, not just the best bread. I, I was going to say, isn't that a roll? Or? <laughs> Ernest, what I'm going to do... Yeah. I'm gonna, you're going to come over one day with Joe. You're going to leave the kids with your wife. We're going to put the match on that Shibata gets hurt in, which is arguably one of the hardest hitting matches in New Factually, Japan history. Yeah. Harder and, Walter? And the thing is, you don't know that he's hurt until the end. Harder than me on a porn set with three blue chew. That's hard. Uh, all right. At number three, I have the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Uh, at number two, hold on, let me finish it, and then you can answer your, your actual question. <laughs> at number two, I have the king, Xavier Woods. And at number one, I also have the winner of the G1 Climate, Kazushiki Okata. So so is that, uh, like, seven rainbow flags to the Tokyo Dome? Yes. Okay. yes. 100%. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the standings updated as I got Joe's picks late. I will put those up in a photo on the Take 3 Wrestling Twitter tomorrow morning, um, but I can attest to you that Roman Reigns is still number one. Uh, yeah. Um, is it Nikki ASS still on the top three? Uh, hold on. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. She's going to get zero points. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's bumping her out of the top three yet. Any chance, my boy? Bobby! That's top 20? He's no? got to stop. Eating Goldberg, if he's going to get into the top 20. Well, he was at least 27th going into this week, and he didn't get any points. So unless you just start randomly voting for him, I don't think he's going to crack the top 20. He's the earnest Christian of fucking wrestlers of weak lists. Maybe he'll cut a good promo one weekend. That's 2,700. He's waiting all of it. The Los Angeles Dodgers become the first team in postseason history to have a player hit for three home runs in a game. And two home runs by a different player. That's pretty cool, actually. Fuck the Dodgers. My Braves are going to find a way to lose this fucking <laughs> hey, series. How about and this one, Tim? I made a deal with my friend who's a Braves fan. Red Sox-Braves make the World Series. We're going to Game 3 in Atlanta. The Red Sox were up 2-1. The Braves were up 2 nothing. We've lost the last two games in a row, and the Braves are a game away and finally. So, I hear hey, hey, hear from you, fucking Jacob the Grom. Stay over there with your fucking Met fandom. You fuck. That wasn't me. That was Jim. I, I didn't do that. It, it, it also. It's okay, I'm giving. I'm giving. I'm giving. I'm giving the lackey here some slack. I give. I, I, you're fine. Fuck you, Jacob Degrom, laughing on the side. That guy can't stay healthy to save his life. Keep paying Javier Baez ninety-six million dollars to be a fucking mediocre shortstop. It's so cute when you guys talk about soccer. 
It is. It wouldn't hurt so bad if Atlanta didn't do the same shit last year. I'm a Mets fan. I don't know anything about success in baseball. Buddy, we know you're a Mets fan. Fuck. At least, at least I know the name. At least I know the name of the back of court with Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tribierski or whatever the hell his name is, or, or Tribierski. <laughs> uh, Fucking Jim, dude. You know that shit down, dude. Can you name the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans? Uh, uh is that the same guy, EJ. No. Two attack of Aloha probably next week. The way things are going. I I heard he was getting traded to the Washington Football Team. Oh. I heard it was Watson to Miami picks to Houston and the football team was getting to it. Three teams straight now? Oh, wow. Yes, that's what I heard. And they're going to ride it out with Davis Mills. Who? Who? Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor, boys, let's go. Tyrod. No idea who that is. (laughs) That's going to suck all the way to the number one overall pick. Anyway, fellas, great show tonight. Uh, Tim, glad having the show tonight. Fun. Uh, I had a blast. Thank you so much, guys. Feel free to plug away all your work you do. You got a lot of work you do. Oh God, I have so much work I do. Uh, I didn't get to, I didn't get to do this on, uh, on three count Thursday. So I get to do it here. Uh, at not the tool man across all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you care, I'm on TikTok. I don't TikTok, but you can send me TikToks. I'm really, I'm really into the noodle stuff. So bones, no bones. Today was a bone. Today was a no bones day. So that was really great. Um, uh, yeah, you no bones day. Um, but, uh, I'm on three count Thursday, every Thursday with uh, big Jim, who's the host with the most. Um, other than that, I do a couple other podcasts on the side. Uh, one is a podcast called final wrestling place. It's with my best friend, Marcus, where we take the nouns of professional wrestling, the persons, the places, the things, we see them red points and green points like the TV show The Good Place, and we put them in either The Good Place or The Bad Place in this season. Uh, season 20, we are doing Raw Guest Hosts. Uh, so this episode coming up for this week, we are covering – who did we say we were covering? David Atunga and Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and we're doing a, we're doing a, a power ranking from top to bottom of who is the best guest host from Raw and who is the worst. Yeah. I also do, as mentioned before, Viewer's Choice on the North South Connection, where we cover every WWE, AEW, and NXT pay per view as it aired. Uh, so it's an instant reaction podcast on the North South Connection. Um, check those out at Final Place Pod on Twitter at VC on North South. And uh, that's it, boys. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I would love to come back anytime, but uh, you guys are killing it over here. I appreciate the, the time. Yeah, awesome. thank you. I, I tried to share something to you on Instagram, or not on Instagram, on uh, the TikTok, but it won't let me send it to you. But you probably have to be friends first. Jim, I, I can't get you. I had him. He'll add me later. Jim, also, Tim, uh, Mark took care of plugging your shit this at the end of this week's show. I'm Mark. sure it was intelligible. <laughs> Something was along that, Was that <laughs> after the 35-minute conversation about the C-Stars? I have. Uh, he actually did hit that this week, thank God. Where did you find Mark? Mark? Mark is an interesting guy. Mark worked with Ryan and Tim. Did you, did you guys work together? Okay. Yeah, so that Ryan brought Tim and Mark into our lives. 
that's a great chemistry you got you got you five out there man seriously it's fucking yeah. awesome it's it's good stuff um you can find me of course at big gym sports um tuesday nights huddle up podcast uh usually with ej and our pal kyle and sometimes matt from three count thursday joins the fun um and uh so follow that at at huddle up podcast on twitter and facebook uh at three count thursday facebook twitter instagram three count thursday.com uh make sure you check it out uh, check out our merchandise over uh at t public and what a maneuver.net what a move thank you tim uh and each but um really <laughs> check out the t public store we have we have a ton of variety over there there's sales all the time uh it's fantastic stuff um but yeah three count thursday.com check it out all right uh any final thoughts uh boys no i got it shorty if you want an Orange Theory membership and you live in Boyden Beach, give me a call. Good night. Good night. Good night. Also, Good night. wait, wait. My scene will be on soon on on Caruso's Bait Buddies. I'll let you guys know when that debuts. Oh, I was a straight guy. It was really entertaining. Oh. I got to pretend I didn't want to have sex with the cute twink. It was fun. And, and with that note, we will see you next week. Right on the cop.